Hello, everybody. How are you today? This is Jen Kritika and my gorgeous sister, Randy Larson. And welcome to Activate Your Origination podcast. Yes. Woo! We're so excited you're here. Yes, yes, yes. Another juicy conversation coming up. Always. So where do you want to start today? Well, there's been so much going on. We have had, thank you guys for, you know, we had a little break in there, but we are fired up and there's been so many things going on and we're so excited to be back here with you talking about all of the things that are going on. And we've been doing some different courses, different offerings, different all the things. And one of the things that we have really been tuning into, literally tuning into, is our bodies lately. And we want to definitely share some new discoveries and information and um, integrations that we've been going through and awarenesses. And I think this conversation today Every single person is going to be able to, especially if you're a woman, is going to be able to really see themselves in um, this conversation and leave here with a new understanding and a new insight of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So we just completed um, a masterclass called The Vessel, which was all about your relationship to your body and the way in which your physical body as a woman is like your true domain. It is when you are deeply connected into your body, you have access to your intuition and your desires and this navigational guidance system that leads you through your life and what's right for you. And most of us have been trained out of any connection point with our bodies. And so we went deep into the vessel around the true role of the body and about connecting into your body and bringing, you know, your spirit and your divinity in harmony and in relationship to your humanity and your physical body. And on the other side of that, we were provided an immense amount of like more juicy goodness of the role of the body in creating, creating the quality of life that you desire in manifestation, in how your body can literally be an instrument for creation for you um, in every aspect of your life. And so the vessel will be getting a second part very soon which will include not only um, a masterclass conversation, but also an exercise, um, a a process of of, um, deeply bringing and activating um, a physical desire in the body. So we're not going to go super into that today as far as like what that exercise is that is for the class because it's just so freaking mind blowing. But we ended up doing the exercise with our mastermind women. We had a weekend where we met with them um, in person and we brought this to them and the experiences that they've been having and the experience that we've been having 
in relationship to the connection of our own body has really been um, a beautiful thing to observe in each of us in our own way. And it also is coming with some integrations that are clicking into place and taking some time, I guess, to really live out the new connection and relationship and like attunement to the cues that are happening within the system, because it's like this, this um, template or this blueprint of technology and information has been activated in this completely new way. Um, For so many years, I was like totally numbed out and disconnected. I mean, literally running into things, having like no spatial awareness, no awareness in my body, feeling basically nothing. And so to have um, been led to an experience of deep intimacy and connection within my physical body and the way that it is speaking to me, the way that the sensations and the emotions and the feelings and the desires are being revealed. Like it just continues to grow deeper and deeper. And it's a completely new experience of, of the physical body. It's, it's a complete, almost 180 of the way in which I related to it before. Same, same. I, I, it's, I mentioned this in the vessel and um, something. So when you're able to make this connection point that you have never made before, it's like, you don't know that you're not doing it until you're doing it. And this is reminding me of like being so literally deaf, like not being able to hear and um one of my kids asked me a little, does it bother you that you can't hear sometimes? And I'm like, well, I don't know that I can't hear. So like, if I know if there's like a kind of like a feeling that I'm missing something, then I like try to figure it out. You know, like if I, I mean, I can hear, but I can't hear all the full way. So it's like, if you don't know, you don't know. So if you said something and I have no idea you said something, I literally have no idea. So no, it doesn't necessarily bother me. But if I have this like sense that I'm missing something then it bothers me then I want to know what you said then I want I want to I lean in and try to like figure something out and it's annoying sometimes to like not get the full information and have to lean in and try to figure it out so it's like when you've never made this connection in your body before and you have no idea that you've never even made it and you've never even thought anything that like there's never been a feeling in your body that says like, Hey, I meant for more. Something's happening here. I don't understand. Why do I keep freaking doing things that don't feel good? Like I understand the feelings of feeling good and feeling bad, but why do I, why do I just kind of get pulled in this way? This is frustrating. I want to know more. And um, that's how I felt for so long. I mean, I remember saying for years, there are certain things that literally make me feel great and there are things that make me feel bad and why can I only hold the things that feel good for so long before I go to the things that just feel bad and so I always had this pull but I never knew how to make the connection I never knew what to do outside of like what I was doing and so now to have discovered this place inside of myself that I knew existed like in theory in some ways from this 
pull that was constant of kind of like a frustration of being like knowing that I was made for more. Now that it's like integrated into a way that I've never experienced before, I'm literally taking some time for my regular way of being to come in alignment with the new program inside of myself. And so it's like you said, like sometimes there's this period of time that feels a little bit like an integration to fully merge the internal operating system with the usual in parentheses, I want to say, the thing that you're most used to way of being. Yeah. And, and as women and being like sensational, like sensual creatures who like know and move through life in a way, like this is our natural design. So a lot of women don't necessarily do this or they go against their innate nature because we haven't had a lot of examples or we haven't known what to do. Um, and we've, we've really been trained to live a lot in our heads and in our mind and in, um, logic and thought and reason and planning and all of those things. And there's nothing wrong with them, but when the solution is always mind-based as opposed to like tuning into like what your body is asking for or what your body already holds, um, like an answer to of what is right in the flow and the movement and the, um, way in which you experience life. Like there is this, um, adjustment period where usually we've made decisions out here to try to like rearrange something in here instead of like being in here to move ourselves like forward into our life experience. And, um, for most of my life, my body felt very separate from, um, from me. It was, it was always something that I felt like if I could change it and make it into what it was supposed to be by society standards, then I would be willing to experience it. And all of the ways in which I thought it needed to be changed were like these mental images or these like, um, projections of things that I saw other people doing or not doing or being or looking like, or not looking like. And it was always like an inverted experience of trying to connect with my body. I was always trying to connect with my body from my mind's like solution to the problem that it was that if I could just get that solved, then I'd be willing to live in it. And it just never adds up that way. It just never does. And so when you're in that place of like, why can't I stick to the thing? Why don't I do the things that actually feel good to me? Why don't I, you know, like, why is this so hard for me? Because there's a, there's a disconnection point on what's motivating you to participate in that experience anyway. Like it's a conditional goal or a solution that you hope will cause you to feel different on the inside. And it just doesn't add up that way. And as we begin to understand, we've been studying behind the scenes, um, a lot about human design and, and, um, the gene keys, which, which is this blueprint roadmap, um, based on your 
um, date and place of birth of how basically these archetypal characteristics of your path of life is imprinted, you know, based on where the planets were in, in alignment with when we, when you were born. Um, and what that has done is given us a deeper access to the pivotal role that the body already plays and that the body already comes here, like coded in your cells of your DNA with what it is required to experience in this lifetime. And we tend to look everywhere in externally to know who we are or what we should be doing or how we should behave or what we should, we want, what we should want or what we shouldn't want, who we should become. And we actually have access within our own cells, within our own biology. And what I have started to come our own technology within us, that is a storehouse, like a treasure chest of already, um, what's the word? Like designed, imprinted, exacting, like access of, of who we are here to be and express and experience and all of those things. And when we begin to start looking at it already being there and just learning how to tune into it and access it, like life begins to flow in a way that blows your freaking mind. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the coolest thing I feel like with really digging deep into the gene keys and human design is the gene keys has been kind of a part of our life for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to every time that we've dug deeper, there's like a new deeper understanding. And so the experience of it has evolved greatly, but for you and I, there has always been this pull and this knowing and the way that we came into who we truly are and how we are are to like I want to say function but like how we are to energetically be and like what our capability is and how we process information and the things that pull us and the things that light us up and the things that we just know the things like to the core of who we are that we just know we discovered by slowing down time, being in the moment and making choices on the behalf of ourselves over and over and over and over and over again. We didn't necessarily like, here's the map of how you do it. And then we do it. We like did it. And then we uncovered after we did it. I want to say in parentheses, it, there's so many things that it is. We, alongside of changing our life completely, the experience being like, a complete different experience from the years and years before what it was like, then came into our own, had this full understanding of ourselves, and then discovered that it was in alignment with these things that were already written in print that we didn't even know existed. And they go freaking hand in hand, word for word of the discoveries and downloads and the journals of information and downloads that we have received from 
source inside of us over this process and then to have it be like I want to say confirmed but we didn't actually need a conference confirmation like we had a knowing inside of ourselves but then to see it written word for word our freaking individual experience because Randy's is different than mine and mine is different than hers the wording is different the experience is different the polls are different and for them to be uniquely genuinely our own and then have that be there and to know now through our discoveries of how energy works and learning how to tune individually which has been so cool because there's two of us and so we could, you can go have a, an experience with a coach, which is, or a mentor, and that's amazing. But to have the two of us that have completely different energetic systems, completely different experiences, completely different ways of processing energy and, um, and emitting energy, that the understanding that we have that it's each experience is so individualized. And to be able to bring this awareness and knowledge into our clients' daily life and work and be able to individualize and find the actual ways that is true to them specifically and the things that are happening in our lives and their lives at this point and how it keeps evolving is so incredible and to be able to have this connection like you cannot get there like you could we can tell you all of the things these are all of the things that you came here to do and that you were meant to do and these are the things that you know the whole list like we can literally tell you that but if you don't know how to integrate and implement and be connected to the human that you are to bring the god part of you through it's another form of information that is like frustrating because you can go and read this stuff on the internet. You can, you can find this stuff, but to live it is like the most mind blowing freaking awesome experience. It seems like, how can this even be my life? Like, how can it really be this easy? How can just being exactly who I am lead me to all of the things that I've ever wanted, things that I could feel that I wanted, but didn't know how to even express that, be that, be okay with even having that pull to like come into the roadmap of who you actually are, the design, your original design um, is freaking attainable and possible. And it's like, literally what you're meant to do right yeah we had a one of our women in our mastermind yesterday she was like okay like I I saw this house like I've seen it before but the way it felt in my body this time like there was no denying it it was like what what has woken up inside of her system and her willingness to tune into that is definitely showing her what is right for her and how she actually feels about something. She doesn't have to be out there in the, you know, well, this would add up to this and this and this, and maybe it's a good decision and maybe it's not. It's like everything in her system is revealing itself that it's right for her. Like this is, this is right for me. And, you know, I felt, she said, I felt like things in my body before, but never like the way I am now. And what I have found for myself is, you know, 
I've had a very distorted relationship to my body and hoped that if I could, you know, make it look a certain way, then I would feel a certain way about it. Um, and I have been able to force it to behave a certain way for a long time. And until about a year ago when I had an injury, but, um, what has happened in really connecting into like the true role of my vessel here, like my body, like I literally could not be living this life without it. It is the key to manifesting. It is the key to loving. It is the key to feeling. It is the key to experiencing. It is such a finely tuned individual expressive experience that like connects you to reveling in the goodness of everything. And since I have learned or, or clicked this in the awe that I have for what my body can do and what it has done for me in my life and the way that it guides me and leads me really effortlessly, if I'm connected to it, it feels like my body is morphing into its natural state so effortlessly. Yeah. And think about what your natural state is and how you, in your conditioning of thinking we know what a natural state is supposed to look like and function like and be like based on the uh, evidence of all of the people in this world and the ones that are close to us and around us. Like, look at how different the way you're meant to show up compared to the way that you were showing up for the majority of your life, not knowing that there was a different option. Right completely, completely different. And the energy that it requires to go against your natural way of being. We, we talked about this in a different subject. We talked about it with um, money, but we can talk about it with the body as well of being like, your body has this innate way of being. Our cells are designed to thrive. They, they um, evolve and transform and grow and change and adapt over and over and over to produce the most thriving state. That is their natural way that they are designed each individual cell. Like you can look it up in biology. Like it is, it is the way a a cell is designed to function. It will adapt and evolve to thrive. And yet it will also respond to consciousness And it will respond to a level of a vibrational frequency that matches the experience of the consciousness. And so, so often, because we have a mental aspect or a consciousness level of the way the body needs to operate, we accidentally or inadvertently inhibit the body from doing what it naturally would be led to do to thrive. And we force it to remain the same or force it to alter itself in a way that we mentally believe is the way to experience it differently. And it requires a significant amount more energy to um, produce a 
like misaligned result. And so you can produce that result and even get the outcome that you think that you need to have, but what it does, it always comes at an expense somewhere into your body. So it comes out as burnout, fatigue, exhaustion, denial, you know, um, bitterness, frustration, resentment, whatever that is. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Resentment. There's so many uh, women that just feel all of those things, but resentment is really standing out to me right now of just resenting our bodies, resenting ourselves, resenting our situation in our lives, resenting our partners, resenting our children, resenting our jobs, resenting, 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 resenting our childhood, resenting all of the things, but you don't understand that this miscommunication and this mismatch of how you are designed to be and how you are being do not match up and they just reinforce those feelings of resentment. And then you see those things that you resent everywhere, but it's because that is present in your body because you are not functioning in the proper manner that is right for you. So you think you're resenting all these things around you, but really you're resenting this life that is not actually yours. Right. And you're weirdly resenting your body because innately, you know, it's designed to, to be something in your life that it's not being, and you just have no idea how to get there. So you're like, okay, I feel like my body has disappointed me. And I think it's disappointing me because I think it's supposed to be skinny, but it's actually, I'm actually really disappointed because I'm just tuned out and disconnected and not listening. And I feel like something is missing. I feel like I'm missing and it's the connection of you living within that domain of your own physical body. And when you begin to connect with it, you begin to radiate um, an essence and an energy that is different and natural. And and it's like a chemical expression of the like love and divinity that belong, that, that these two things belong together. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been paying attention to our social media at all, you may have noticed pictures of Randy and I that are um, like showing our bodies in different ways. And that has been an evolving manifestation of the inner feelings that we are both experiencing. And I have to tell you, there's, there's pictures that I freaking am in love with, with myself that show a little bit of my stomach or my legs. And um, I spent, I'm 42 years old. I literally spent 40. Well, okay. I'll say maybe when I was five, maybe. So I've spent at least 35 years hating my legs. I, as a kid, stopped wearing shorts. Like I remember going on a trip in junior high to Atlanta in the summer it was like 100 and some degrees that was a thousand percent humidity and I wore jeans the whole time I mean I was so embarrassed and so I hated my legs I hated them and I ended up going through walking through the city for hours and days and days and getting this terrible like terrible rash on my legs from these jeans and the heat and 
knowing that I could just like be more comfortable by putting like less clothes on and that it would actually be like better for my skin and my body, but being so terrified and having so much hatred for my legs that I would suffer through the pain of having this, these horrendous heat rashes to have the thought that somebody could see what my legs look like. I mean, at like a freaking 12 year old, 13 year old, like what could really possibly be wrong with a 12 year old's legs? Like the, the amount of hatred that we can feel and shame around our body parts is seriously next level. How does it even freaking happen to be this way? And of course, nobody around me knows that, you know, it's just like these secret silence, hatred um, feelings that you'll do anything to protect yourself from not exposing who you truly are as a five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old, 70-year-old, like it's, it's insanity. And to try to force myself my whole life to love myself and try to see myself in a different way. And like you said, usually those came with outside influence of like, okay, if, it, if I could just transform, I'm going to use my legs as an example, my legs into being less fat and more muscular and this specific size, then I can understand why people can love themselves. But that's not happening. I've worked out for three hours a day. I've restricted what I'm eating. I've done all of these things. And even if I, when I did get, let's say skinnier, my legs still had a look to them that I saw that was still terrible. Like it didn't matter really if they got smaller or not. I still had the same kind of hatred for them. It wasn't like magically. I was like, okay, wow. I love these legs now. Thank you so much. I didn't know that 120 pounds was the place where I fell in love with my legs. Like, didn't matter what weight I got to, I still freaking hated my legs. Even when they were skinnier, then it reminded me of the little bit of fat that was left on them that seemed like it was more accentuated at the time. Like, at least when they were bigger, they weren't so wiggly. At least they were kind of more solidly fat. Like, there was always something that I could find that just represented how much I freaking hated it. And so to have in this last bit of time, the last couple of years, have this evolving relationship with myself and really in this last year, being able to connect to who I actually am and what really is going on. And when I say what's going on, I mean, I did have to do some work of like, what's the truth of where I'm at, what's going on, but like the truest essence of like what's really going on and like all of the fucking goodness. Cause I could only see the badness of like what was going on inside of me, but like to have the awareness and knowledge of what is possible inside my human body, like through manifestation, what knowledge and wisdom is brought through, through the cellular makeup of my body. What is, I have uncovered of, who I am and the work I'm doing in this freaking body, I have not had to lose one pound. The way I see my body is like I put somebody else's freaking eyeballs in my head. Like I don't even see them in the way that I saw them the majority of my life. And so when I show up on a picture on 
social media showing my body is because I freaking love my body. Not because I'm trying to love it or all of those things. Like I genuinely see the magic that my body is capable of. And there is no other way. Like once you see that and you know that, like there's literally no other way to see and know it. Like you cannot unsee it. The other thing about that is I spent so many years of my life trying to be skinny or trying to stop eating, right? Like I could just stop eating. The weird, the craziest thing has been happening since the transformation or like since the connection inside of my body. And like I mentioned earlier of like having this new integration or having the, the, exposure of who I really am the energy being able to expose like the truest form of energy that I have the cleanest form not mucked up with all the conditioning and beliefs beliefs um my internal workings are working differently than they ever have which makes sense I mean I I see things differently I know things differently and my habits of like old way are taking a little bit of time to catch up because we're so used to showing up and we visually see things that we're used to. We we show up in a way that we're used to, right? So I spent my whole life trying to like portion myself and never been able to stay with that and um, then resent myself, of course, more because I should be better. The opposite thing is happening right now in a really weird way. Like my body attunement is changing to what it is that I want to eat and how much I want to eat of it. And this literally has nothing to do with losing weight. I do not want to like have this conversation and think that somebody would say like, oh, I finally figured out how to lose weight because I literally do not fucking care about that at all. Like for the first time in my life. And um, I've been having these like really bad, full feeling stomach aches lately. And I know the things that I want to eat and I'm following what it is that I want to eat. I'm tuning in. I'm tr- I'm not. I'm really trying to not like run in default of any way that I use any way that I'm used to showing up. So slowing down time and tuning into what it is that I truly want to like put in my body because I have this really big desire to take care of my body now because I really want, like, I really enjoy the way it functions when it's like in high performance, I guess, you know, like it's not, weighed down and mucked up and cloudy feeling inside. So I've been tuning in with that. So I've been matching up properly with the things I want to put in it. But the thing that's the weirdest thing for me is I'm having a new point of feeling in my body of fullness that I do not know quite. I mean, I do know how to um, discover it. But I, it's been a, it's been a process of, so this is like in food wise, like what I'm used to eating and I'm like, okay, something inside of me is not needing as much. So I'm going to, this is like my old reference point of like on a diet, how much I would eat. And so I'm like cutting things in half, but like, strangely, I'm still having this super full feeling. And so I was talking to Randy earlier today and I'm like there's this like moving target there is not one set amount that is going to like be the right match for me it's actually requiring me to 
slow down and pay attention to like the point of where I'm feeling satisfied and to stop at that moment because I actually don't enjoy the stomach aches and I really want to have the um, appropriate like like if I'm requiring food and energy and fuel, like I just want to have the appropriate amount for me. Like I actually don't enjoy having stomach aches and I do enjoy knowing myself. And so I really want to discover where that is. So it's taking me some time. And one of the things that's been really interesting in it is the, I've been able to do it very easily when I'm with myself. It's super easy to like make those decisions and eat the exact amount that feels super freaking good and has nothing to do, like I said, with like calories or weight loss or any of that stuff. It's just like, I want to feel good in my body. Done. But when other people are around, it's been a different story. And through the human, through human design and the jinkies and all those things, especially human design, there is an element of, um, of, they call it, we call them centers in our body that hold different knowledge and powers and awarenesses and your energy full runs through in different ways of these places. And each one of us has a specific set of these centers that are defined and undefined. And when you are around other people, your patterns and the way you show up is one thing. And then the way that they show up and their patterns are another thing. And today when Randy and I were having this conversation this morning, all of a sudden it, I realized that like that popped into my mind of like, okay, when are the times where I'm getting the stomachaches? It's actually when I'm around the other people doing it. And there's a part of me that's getting like either caught up or the energy is not as easily like detected inside of myself. That's going to take like a nuanced way of connecting in these things. And I think it's such a good example because so many times, we can do the things and be the way when we're like completely alone. But when we like walk out of our door and then life happens and all of these things are around us, it's like we can't function the same way if we could just have some alone time or go to our rooms and figure it all out and then come out and expose our wonderful new truth to the world. But this is like a day-to-day, moment-to-moment living your fullest life expression of you. So I was so excited to see like where I can read my energy and where my energy gets a little mucked up. And I, and my biggest excitement of challenge right now is to like still be able to like be amongst other people and know where my points are that feel good. And when they, when they go past that and start feeling bad of being in tune internally with or without people around me because it's like one of my greatest desires is to know myself internally um, even more and this conversation obviously is around like food in the moment but this goes on beyond food for me this is like knowing myself and the energetics and where things turn over and I don't follow where the energy is and let it start running itself in a default manner where I haven't done that in so many places in my life. And now that my body has, and I have a completely different relationship, it's uh, fun to, to find this point inside of myself and to just 
see like, wow, I tried so hard to not eat so much or portion myself. And now my body's like actually telling me, and now I just have to keep up with my body and listen to it. Like I actually didn't have to do anything to try to change it in the way that I thought I did. I actually just had to communicate and listen and trust, like trust that it's leading me to the things and the amount and the awarenesses and the knowledge all of the time. Like there's no place in your life that your body is not communicating with you. And your, each of our bodies runs in cycles. It's part of the feminine and it's part of being a woman that we have cycles. We have cycles of energy. We have cycles of creation. We have cycles of emotion. We have cycles. And so even just to be willing to tune into the moment, like it's, it's, we've had clients and stuff who are like, Oh, I had so much energy yesterday and today I'm so tired. Like, what should I do? And it's like, take rest. Like your body is communicating with you and the way that your body told you yesterday will not be the way that your body tells you today all the time, because today's a new day. You're in a new space. You're in like the moment now. And so if we're talking about eating, I have come to this thing where food is kind of no thing 99% of the time. And by no thing, I mean, like I eat what I feel like eating. I'm done when I'm done. I enjoy it when I'm having it. I'm not thinking about it in between where there are times where in my past and in my life where I could literally be obsessing, like sitting on the couch, thinking about all the food that was in the cupboard and whether I should be eating it and why do I want to eat it? And I just ate and shouldn't I be full and all like, I mean, it's just kind of no thing like, um, and I actually don't eat a lot like 99% of the time, but even our weekend of the retreat, I woke up that morning. I was so hungry. I ate five or six times that day. And I didn't think to, I, I ate because my body was hungry and told me to eat. I didn't go to the place of, oh, I normally don't eat like this. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't be hungry right now. I'm not going to eat. I just ate two hours ago. I usually don't eat for five hours. You know, like these rigid rules that we try to like force ourselves into and make applicable every single moment of every single day for the rest of time. And then wonder why we're not able to either follow them or we follow them rigidly and then feel tired or exhausted or resentful or burnt out or whatever it is. It's like, you have no idea how deeply attuned your body is to reacting and responding and guiding and leading you moment by moment based on all of the information that it is taking in all of the energy that you're accessing, all of the energy in the world, all of the things that you desire to experience, all of the ways that they're there. It's so innately nuanced. And to expect yourself to always behave in the exact same way and want the same things and the same amount of things and the same time frame of things and the same activity as much as, and and right now we're talking about food, but just think for a second of how often your body tries to tell you something and you either are upset about that. You're annoyed that you have to listen to it. You're annoyed that it's even talking to you. You're annoyed that um, you can't perform the exact same way you did when something else was going on, or you just like ignore it or push it through or do whatever. 
and to be willing to participate in the moment with the information and the connection of your body and where it's leading you in relationship to the quality of your life and nourishment and the people and the experiences and all of those things requires you to be present. Yeah. So it's like, where do we typically we're mostly unconscious. Like we're just running on autopilot and then I'll think it, figure it out or think about it later. I don't have time for this, but when you become present in your body, one day, one meal, you'll be done at what time? Or like with this much left at one meal, you may need a little bit more at the next meal. They might be closer together. The next time they might be further apart. The one day you might need more water. I, we've talked about this a couple of different times. Jenny got sick when she got done being sick. She could never drink coffee again. I was going through this phase of being like, I'm not really into coffee. I don't really like it, but I also like I'm drinking it, but I'm, I used to drink like a half a pot. Now I just have one cup and I still feel like, mm, I don't love this, but I'm also not ready to say no to it. Literally this morning I poured coffee. I put some heavy whipping cream in it. I took one sip. I was like, uh-uh, I'm done with this. I, I dumped it and I'm like, okay, it's done. Which is so crazy because we both, I mean, I started drinking coffee when I was in high school. And I love I loved coffee and I don't think coffee is good or bad or right or wrong, but it's listening to the cues within your body of what it's asking for and what it's not. And then totally about the phases of like when you really require something else and when it goes away. And then, I mean, I've been really into um, liquid IVs. I've felt very dehydrated. I have felt drawn to drink two of those a day. I don't know how long it will last. But it is what my body is requiring right now. Last night I went to bed at 8.15. I was just couldn't stay awake. So I just went to bed instead of being like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do and I shouldn't be tired. And I just this and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know what? My body is really tired. I know I could fall asleep right now. I'm going to bed instead of pushing it off. And then getting past the point of tired and then trying to go to sleep when I'm not tired and then tossing and turning all night long. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I last night I went to bed at a certain time, but the night before. So in, in our design and our original design and the way that we're supposed to function in our, in our energetic makeup, we all have individually different ways that we either accept energy or give and receive energy. Right. And mine, I am a generator and I have, I am my own energy system. So I have a, my sacral is defined and it energetically produces energy. So I have a system inside of myself that produces energy. And when I get a lot of energy going, like when I'm doing things that are alignment with who the truest essence of who I am, I produce a lot of energy inside of myself. And so the way that that happens for me is different for Randy. And for a long time, we felt like we had to be exactly the same. So Randy receives and produces energy in a different way. She actually has like an external energy system that she receives information. She's what's called a projector. And um, the, re- the way that she fuels up on energy is by 
like doing it a completely different way than I do it. And so when our energy systems are both working, we both have a lot of energy, but we don't sustain the energy in the same exact way. So mine keeps generating the more that comes in. She has a specific amount in these bursts that gets used that are like high and mighty and huge and penetrating and so freaking powerful. And then a recharge system needs to be kicked in and she has to recharge in a different way than I recharge. And the other day I was like freaking on fire and I had so much energy in my body. Not last night, but the night before I, it just never stopped. Like my body was fired up all night. I mean, I literally had two hours of sleep and there would have been a time in my life that I would have been laying in bed going, Oh my God, I need to get some sleep. What's wrong with me? This is the worst night ever. And been like beating myself up and giving myself pressure to like fall asleep because I have this day tomorrow that I've already decided that I'm not going to be able to sustain because I'm not sleeping the appropriate amount of time and hours that most people should be sleeping. But like, I just didn't require that much sleep that night. So I laid in bed and I, my mind was on fire and my body was on fire. It never went to like worry spots. It just, was like a freaking Rolodex of anything and everything you could possibly think about. I mean, I was kind of laughing to myself. I was, I was on fire the whole night. Then the next day I was like, okay, a slow day feels good. I mean, we both have set up our lives that it actually doesn't really freaking matter if we get sleep or not, because we can do whatever the hell we want, whatever we want. And so I'm, you know, down for whatever feels good all the time. And so Yesterday, I just was doing that um, in Voxer, all the things. And then last night, it was like nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel tired. And I'm like, oh, I love this, like, feeling of feeling tired, too. Like, I've learned to love the feelings of feeling super energized. And I've learned to love the feelings of feeling tired. They hold their own feelings. And we actually require both of them. It's just that we try to fit them into this very specific schedule of things that actually never really works for anybody. And it's another way to like build resentment for yourself because you're tired in a time where you just don't have time to be tired or you're awake in a time where you're supposed to be tired. And we just like make things so freaking hard for ourselves instead of going with the natural cycles and understanding that they're doing something more than you can see in this moment. And that you're the one that's actually making it hard for yourself. Totally. Yes. And, you know, with, with even just talking about the, I'm going to use the word like the luxury of being able to respond and to be led in relationship with your body and to trust its cues and to live that life. Like Jenny and I both require freedom. Like we require freedom in our lives and even the freedom to feel what it's time to feel or to be led in the body. Like we, um, I mean, I just can hear people saying, but like, I I can't do that because I have a job and because, you know, I have these kids and I have this thing and I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it, because that's not going to work for me to just follow what I just follow the cues of my body. Like I've got you know, a boss and a bills to pay and all the things. And like, I totally um, understand that that is some people's reality. 
And at the same time, like everyone has the freedom to decide what's right for them and what they want to live and create in the quality of their experience and what matters. And to us, freedom is one of our top priorities in our relationship to ourselves and in our relationship to life. And, um, I would ask you if you're listening to this and you, and you immediately want to be like, I can't do that. I don't have that luxury or I don't have that freedom to like, look at that and be like, what in your life do you think that you don't have choices on? Or what is it that you think that you can't have that other people get to have, but you don't, because, you know, we all have, obviously there's things that have to come into play into each person's life to choose that. But like, at the same time, like there, this wasn't just always the way we lived our lives. Like we made millions and millions of moves on behalf of the quality of life that we decided we were going to experience, whether we had evidence that it could ever be possible for us or not. And part of that resentment of the body is that it asks you to do things that you don't think that you are capable of doing or that are inconvenient for the way you've set up your life. And um, really connecting into the body and your true domain of using not using, tapping into that guidance system that leads you where it's right for you will change your freaking life. It will change your internal system, but it will change your external system as well. And you will begin to realize that the things that you tolerated, the things that you could push down and numb out to and avoid and tune out to, that those are no longer going to work for you. And that is one of the fears and why women are afraid to go inward is because they don't know what they're going to find there. And we know from our work and we know from our life experience that once you know something, you can't unknow it. So it's convenient to stay in confusion. It's convenient to stay numb and tuned out and disconnected and unconscious to your deepest desires or your truth of who you are or what that pain is really coming from or that little whisper inside your stomach. It's going to disrupt things in your life experience. And that's something that you will have to face, but it's also a massive initiation opportunity for you to tap in and actualize who it is that you are truly designed to be in this lifetime and what you were came, came here to express and play in and actualize and experience and bring forth in this time that you have. Yeah. I mean, you get to this point where you're like, okay, I have enough evidence and I feel the way I feel enough to realize I think I thought I knew how to shape everything and like what was available to me and what it should look like. But I, but I know that this is not what I meant for. This is not the life that I am. And and I know that it feels scary to like shift a lot of that stuff, but we some one of our clients said it in Voxer today to another one like like Randy said when you know you know and the move is the move is the move is the move 
you have no idea what's on the other side of that move. Like you get to a point where you, you realize, I know I thought I knew, but I actually don't know what it is. And I trust that each choice, because I can see in my life, each choice that I've made has led me to this other place. So each choice that I make outside of this structure that I have built also leads me to another place. Like what's revealed after the connection of the knowing of the decision is unknown because you haven't experienced any of this life yet. And so it can feel scary, but it's actually um, freaking freedom. And the things that are revealed and the, the way that it shapes is unlike anything you could possibly plan for and know because everything you've ever tried it's outside of what you've tried. Right. And so it leads you to a place outside of what it is that you don't want. So it's like, I have all the things that I don't want. I'm ready to play in the things that I don't even know that I want. And it becomes super exciting. And yeah, it's freaking terrifying sometimes. But the payoff of living in your original design and participating in the life that you were actually here to participate in like <laughs> way outweighs the totally. little bit of fear that you feel totally and the last thing I'll say is that when you have the courage to connect in and begin to be led in a new way in relationship with yourself and your body it is sustainable in a way that nothing else is even if there's integration, even if there is a walking it out, even if there are adjustments that, that continue to be made and fine-tuned and refined, the sustainability when it's led from within is a completely different world than some sort of external boundary that you keep trying to maintain in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is speaking to you, like we said, the vessel two is coming soon. This will tap into the body, tap into manifestation. You also get the first part along with the vessel two. So if you did not catch the first part, you get both parts together. There also is opportunities to work with both of us, Randy and I, with two on one, you and us, and we can go and tap in deeply to your design and the life that you are here to live like the the one on, I want to say one-on-one -on -one, but it's two-on-one -on -one personal private experience is really a powerful life-changing place to be as well and so there's a million different ways to dig into the work around yourself if it's what's right for you if you have questions about the different ways there's um, other things we offer to just reach out and we will match you up with the appropriate place for you to be and we are so excited for your evolution and thank you for being here today yes we'll see you next time we love you love you